Welcome to the Brand Architect podcast presented by Winjet Studios in London. Thank you so much. Big shout out to Chris. And this is your host, Virgilia Verjoge, also known as Vivi, the Brand Architect. And we are tuning in today from Miami with one of my favorite young serial entrepreneurs from Miami, Sergio Troconis. Welcome, Sergio. Thank you so much, Vivi. Thank you for having me. So Sergio, one of the reasons I really wanted to have you as a guest, because I saw you on my friend's podcast, Mohammadi, and you were beautifully uh, articulating the idea of power couple. Now, it's not very typical for someone in Miami in his 20s, an entrepreneur, to have a girlfriend and be so proud about building together. Let's start with this. Why power couple? And then we will dive in into what you do as a serial entrepreneur. So... I, I love that question because it's it's a topic that a lot of people in in my space, uh, the bigger circle that I have doesn't really focus on that. My smaller circle does, um, and I think it's so important if you're if you're with somebody that takes the best out of you, you got to stick with that person, you know, through, through thick and thin, and that starts giving them responsibilities from your business, or or that comes with doing things together for a, a common goal. That's the biggest thing. Right. If you're living with somebody and you don't have a common goal, you're only focused on your own goal. Those things are what makes it or breaks it. So I think it's super important because having somebody there next to you that's striving towards the same thing, see an outside perspective of what you're doing right and wrong is going to help you tremendously in business and building better relationships in whatever endeavor you're doing, as long as obviously they're on the same path as you. So uh, there's a lot of win. Uh, when it comes to being a power couple. Now, I'm curious, where is this inspiration coming from? Is it from your family? Because if we look at the culture on a global scale, what happens with young people, right? Mm. Talking, starting with the music industry, hip hop artists, and everybody's sort of glorifying the freedom of being on your own and having 200 girlfriends and traveling mm. the world. I would love to know what inspired you because this is quite interesting. And it's not often that we hear that from someone in his 20s. Right. So I, you know, it, it has to do, I think it has a little bit to do with my family. Um, we, we're we're, we're a very close family. We, we value strong relationships. Uh, and I also just think it's not for me, right? I mean, when it comes to living a bachelor life, I think about it and I don't feel comfortable with it. It's not, it, it's kind of lonely, if anything. Um, so I, that's, that's where it's rooted from. It's a little bit of family. You got it on the nail there. And then just feeling myself know what exactly I want and just going with my intuition on, on, on what's best for me always looking out for myself, right? There's a quote that says, you gotta be selfish with, your, with yourself first before you go out there and start helping and building things. Because if you're not working on yourself, which happens to be your very close relationships, that's you know one of the top five that you should be working on, then you're not really gonna do well in anything else. So um, I love that, right? It's, I think the emotional balance that a strong partner can offer to us yep. makes us make better decisions. I think people underestimate the um, uh, not only the power that a couple is giving you, but the emotional support mm -hmm. that exactly. brings along, right? And also the fact that you have someone to ask, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Also, women and men, we have different perceptions, which is very oh, interesting. Yeah. A man thinks differently, does business differently. So I remember even when I worked in Silicon Valley, guys said, it's nice to have a woman on the team. 
Mm. Now, I would like to reflect back on one of my favorite entrepreneurs. He's a bit older than you, Andrew Tate. He glorifies, okay. lately he's been glorifying the idea of power couple himself because he says a woman has so much power that if something goes wrong, us men, we get impacted emotionally. Mm -hmm. There's a misconception out there, Sergio, and obviously you're young, but I still want to get this, um, this point of view from you, that women, um, you know, don't have that much power. But according to Andrew Tate and a lot of successful men, women actually influence very much the way a man thinks, operates, the way they do business. So share with us a bit a typical day um, in, in the life of you and your girlfriend, how you manage spending time together, working together, and also getting advice from her, right? Right, absolutely. And, and I, I won't lie to you that we, there haven't, there have been times that we do crash, right? I mean, as a couple, you're always going to have disagreements. You're going to have a vision for one thing and your couple is going to tell you, no, that's wrong. You should do it this way. Um, but to answer your question, our, our lives are, are very connected when it comes to our goals, right? Going back to those goals, we don't have any work-life balance. We figured out that that's trash. That does not work. You have to have work-life harmony. Okay, so everything that I've been doing with her, it's not just me, me doing working and, and providing for her. It's, hey, we're going to do this thing together. So I have to also put my ego aside because what you say is right, right? Women do have a perspective when it comes to making decisions that my men sometimes don't have. And it doesn't even sometimes have to be about men or women. It's just a different person's perspective towards that subject. Um, but yeah, I mean, every single day we're working on, on one goal together. She's actually, uh, you know, do, doing a lot of my marketing as well. We work together in the marketing space in the hedge fund as well. She, she used to work at an investment bank. So that, uh, you know, clicked the light bulb and I said, well, let's work together on this. So it's just finding each other's strengths throughout the day on what exactly is going to be tasked for myself and what's going to be tasked for her towards that common goal. It's balancing strengths and weaknesses and creating something meaningful together. I would love for every entrepreneur in their 20s, especially men, if you watch that, please listen to Sergio, how passionately he shared the business mindset that goes beyond building a power couple. This is not only about love and having a great time, but the substantial foundation that you can build with someone who's smart themselves and help us to be reach the greatest level of success. Now, before we move into entrepreneurship, I have another question for you. S staying sure. within, I would say, uh, the same topic. Modern feminism is trying to imply that women on their own can do it all. Mm -hmm. We have children on our own. We don't need men. <clears throat> I think it's the worst thing that can happen to humanity. The fact that us as women, we are trying to imply that we don't need anyone. We want to be men and women at the same time. I don't agree with it. I'm traditional. I love being strong and successful, but I think there's nothing better than being an amazing couple. I'm single, by the way. <laughs> but I, I understand the meaning uh, behind it, right? Having someone to support us emotionally and so on. I would love to hear your thoughts on modern feminism. How do you feel that young women listening to you can get inspired thoughts coming from a young man in terms mm -hmm. of how they could balance this, I would say, uh, idea of doing everything themselves? Right. That's, that's a great question because 
there is there is a traditional viewpoint towards this question and then there's kind of like the modern viewpoint which tends to be a little extreme sometimes right as as human beings men have attributes and women have other attributes that men can benefit from and women can benefit from as well and the the, the single answer to that question is if that person okay is not taking the best out of you but taking the worst out of you it's time to cut it off Right. And I think that we're meant to be here to help each other out, no matter if you're an individual doing uh, having a regular job or a business owner delegation and, and being able to open up yourself towards giving work or giving uh, tasks or, or having help from other people is super important, especially with uh, them being men or women. Right. Women have a, a point of view that tends to be more towards one point and then men have another point of view that tends to be towards more another point. Why not get together and bring a common point because that's going to be a lot more beneficial, right? It's not giving yourself power. If anything, it's not like giving the other person power because they're helping you and, and you know, you could do it by yourself. It's more of like, Hey, if we do this together, we know that we're going to we're going to be a lot more productive we're we're going to be a lot more successful with whatever it is we're trying to accomplish right so it's kind of the best thing i can say is putting your ego aside okay and saying that it's okay to get help okay it's it's nowadays yes there's things that you can do by yourself doesn't mean that you need help from another person all the time but you know it does it does help to have that as well and I love the fact that you mentioned putting your ego aside twice already yeah. since we started discussing. Yeah. And um, Sergio, you operate in the hedge fund business, right? You have multiple Correct. businesses. You're a serial entrepreneur. Two of your businesses are actually specifically designed in the hedge fund space. So I would love to hear from you. A lot of the entrepreneurs in your space are, I would say, very egocentric. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they lead very much with showcasing... Uh, tremendous lifestyles and when they go every night and the car they drive and a lot of times we don't know if they own those cars or actually right. we never know with people right this is social media especially in miami <laughs> especially in miami i would love to know how i mean where is this grounded approach coming from but yes you do showcase sometimes where you go but i feel mm. like you're very focused on your business on a great quality of life and you don't lead with showing an extravagant lifestyle so right. where, where is this coming from and what's the intent are you making to leave the competition behind and, and, and destroy them because you think i'm gonna show you how it's done i don't have to be like you or is just simply ingrained in you this is who you are at the core that is a wonderful question. And I, 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 it's a mix of many different things, right? I mean, for me personally, I'll start with this. Uh, for me personally, I've always been a lot more grounded. I don't think I've ever, whenever I'm, I'm too flashy, if anything, it makes me uncomfortable. I do know that I need to do it sometimes for attention on social media. It's just basic branding when it comes to that. But I've always been a calm person. I've always known that I have an objective and I don't need to be looking next to me to, to, to compare myself. And we all fall into comparison, especially if you're on social media, it's something normal, but always be focused on your, on your own path and, and look at yourself in the mirror. That's the, way, the best way to do it. And, and who you are yesterday could be better on who you are today. And in my space, yes, there are a lot of, a lot of people that are superficial, that are very flashy, that are a lot more, I would say, shallow, right, when it comes to building relationships. But if you, 
and, and this has to do with opportunity as well, but people nowadays are craving genuine connection. Okay. Craving. I mean, if you go on, on Instagram and you open an account, you're immediately going to get bombarded by people pitching you something. It's no longer a, Hey, how are you? Hey, how's your kids? Hey, they don't even remember your name. Sometimes I go on Instagram and somebody sends me an, another DM about getting freaking verified. I block them right away. You know, it, it's just those things that people are getting, they're, they're being a little more woke about, right? I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I, I know that having this approach and modeling myself with bigger entrepreneurs that I see like Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett, they're not flashy, you know, and you know, they have the wealth, you know, that they have all the accomplishments, but they never had to post a picture of a, a Ferrari five times a day, you know? So it's a mix of who I am as an individual, my personality, and also being able to see that there's an opportunity to, to, to be genuine myself, being myself, and also understanding that people are craving that genuine connection as well, right? I'm all about relationship building. I, I'd rather do that than, you know, being flashy. I love that authenticity is being misunderstood a lot. You know, I always mm -hmm. say that I see women my age acting crazy on social media and I say, I'm just yeah. being authentic. To me, that's you being acting silly. But just because we think this is a representation of who we are, there's accountability and responsibility that comes into the mix. If someone mm -hmm. sees you for two seconds on social media, this could happen to be Ray Dalio, one of mm -hmm. our favorite, I adore him, right? You never Same. know who's going to see one snippet of it. You have to constantly think about the power of your brand. If someone oh, yeah. sees just one second, whether it's your story, you're real. Will you make an impression on them? And I think people don't really think about it. They just randomly think, oh, I'm just going to post that. You never know who's going to see it. Now, mm -hmm. talking about you know, not being flashy, Ray Dalio, his book, Principles, has changed my life. I gifted it to most of my friends. Everyone, I, a lot of friends know that that's what I send, Principles. When you listen to him, he's been actually very intentional with his content. Why? Ray Dalio oh, yeah. is one of the greatest and most successful hedge funds managers of all times. He's a self-made billionaire. Mm -hmm. Did he need to be on Instagram and LinkedIn with millions of followers? No. no. But he understood the responsibility and accountability we have as human beings to give back to help nurture young talent. So for everyone who doesn't follow Ray Dalio on Instagram, you are missing out on life. He's also a very good human being. Oh, so yeah. now it's interesting because young entrepreneurs like yourself typically don't mention Ray Dalio. I always no. ask people, and when people know about him and love him, I know that I have something great in my hands. How did you discover Ray Dalio? I'm curious. Principles. The book, <laughs> yeah, I read it as well. I have the book. I have the application. I don't know if you know about the app, but there's, there's an app that you download. Yes, I have it, yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I, I started learning about him through the book. And of course, YouTube, that's kind of like my university after I chopped out of college. Uh, I started reviewing more videos about him and, and, and studying on, on who this man is. And like you said, there is a connection on how genuine he is. Right. You, you could see that he drops his entire ego and he knows that he is where he is because of that. Right. So it, it was through the book. 
principles. That's how I got introduced. That's amazing. That's how I, I uh, got connected, right, with, with him as well. And yeah. um, it's interesting because I believe social media offers us opportunities to connect with amazing mm. individuals and also with individuals that do not have a positive impact on us. Yeah. And people sometimes complain. They say, oh, it's so much crap on social media. We actually have the power to customize our feed exactly. by following specifically people who share the same interests, principles, and so on. So while we can argue that social media has a negative impact, also it allows me and you, people from all over the world, to connect. Now, Sergio, I would love for you to share a bit more about your vision on branding. Why is this important? Specifically, this is a perfect scenario. I connected with you because I heard three sentences of you speaking on the power of power couples, right? If those three sentences would have been something about you saying something flashy or, you know, something inadequate or so on, yeah. I would not have listened to you or reached out to you. So I would love for you to share more about the responsibility you feel as a young entrepreneur, especially living in Miami, to create something of impact and a meaningful path for the younger entrepreneurs than you to come along and understand there's still value on social media. Sure. Don't be frightened. The world is gearing into a direction that sometimes is quite scary, right? When we see what happens on a global scale, it could <clears throat> oh, yeah. feel like depressing. But you chose to take a direction to inspire others. I would love to hear where, where is this going to take you into the future? How do you aim to utilize the power of your intellect to make an impression in an industry that is mostly dominated by superficial people, so to speak? So I think, and to, to start off, branding is, is all, when it comes to branding, it's, it's a feeling, right? The feeling you give to other people, no matter if you're a clothing brand or an individual you always got to be aware, like you said, you could say something and you never know who's watching. I'm very, very meticulous with that <clears throat> because you really don't know. I've spoken to people, individuals that they ended up being, you know, somebody I really needed to connect with business wise. And thank God I did not say something wrong. You always got to be aware of that. We're human, right? But when it comes to the branding aspect and where it's going to take me, I, I, I have a lot I have a lot of value that I want to provide to people and it's not in a specific niche, right? So I'm currently in that transition from the marketing space. And, and of course I'm in the hedge fund space, but I also want to be able to give some type of value through social media and continue to, to utilize it. Cause like you said, you don't necessarily need social media for, for several different businesses. So <clears throat> I chose this path because there is an influencer bubble out there. Uh, that there's a lot of influencers that are not giving enough value. It's all flash. And eventually businesses are going to lose trust in paying these influencers money to promote their products. People are losing trust with influencers because they're noticing it's all about the money. You know, it's not, you know, an influencer could get, which is something about brand management, right? You know this, Vivi, if, if you're getting approached by a brand and you're an influencer, you got to manage the fact whether that brand that's approaching you goes according to your, to your image. And these, there's a lot of influencers that I know of that don't care about that. They just say, Oh, I'm getting a thousand bucks for one post. That's fantastic. Yeah. But does it go according to that? That's that, that's always a shot to your image. So that bubble eventually will burst, right? People will stop trusting influencers as much. And um, yeah, the ones who will stay standing are the ones who actually provide value. So uh, that's what I want to I wanna continue to do on my platform. Is I love that. Right, Sergio? Claimed expertise versus credibility. 
Exactly. A lot of entrepreneurs reach out to me, young entrepreneurs as well living in Miami, older entrepreneurs, and they, they try to sell something, right? Mm-hmm. And then I get on the call with sometimes their teams and they never follow up. And I think you make these claims on social media that you are worth $50 million, $30 million, mm-hmm. but your team didn't even follow up with me. Is it really the way you work? Is it the way you manage your teams? And it's funny because some of these entrepreneurs have almost a million followers on Instagram. But to me, it's not about claimed expertise. It's about credibility and right. proof of concept. If this is how you treated me, and I'm, you know, I, I'm running a business, obviously, and I, 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 I put a lot of pride into creating content that is, I, I like to believe is meaningful. So if you treat me this way, that tells me that you focus more on engaging audiences, making claims than actually delivering results. Right. So this is very important. And I would love for everyone who watches this claimed expertise is one thing, credibility, another offering value and having proof of concept and result, the third element that comes into the mix. And that's why I love very much how beautifully you articulate your message on social media, because it's value oriented. And that's one of the reasons I say with my podcast, the brand architect, I only want to interview people that make an impression on me. Based on every piece of content, I see the value they are providing. I see their passion and they are humble. They are hardworking, but they are impactful. Moving forward in 2023, Sergio, impact, I feel that will matter more than ever. Being a game changer, not only existing in your industry and making some money, but impacting people's lives helping them to become more successful, wealthier than ever, uh, perhaps more positive about life. Share with us a few thoughts with the two hedge fund um, companies, firms that you are running, what exactly you are aiming to, um, to um, accomplish and what do you think you're going to be offering different than other hedge fund managers in your, let's say, age group out there? So when it comes to the hedge fund space, and this is more of a niche conversation, Um, there's something called being more institutional, right? So that's what makes us very different is that we already have institutional processes processes in place, which is basically outsourcing an admin team, legal counsel, uh, an auditor, things that are necessary that you can do in-house, but we made it outsourced towards professionals that have been in the space for a while. uh, And we made ourselves institutional, right, which basically means that institutions are more inclined to invest with hedge funds uh, that have these processes in place. So we immediately right off the bat, even though we're not looking for institutional investors at the moment, we became more institutional just because it builds that trust factor uh, and that impact, right? I mean, if you go to any other hedge fund that doesn't have that, that's just credibility being taken away from that hedge fund. So that's number one. Now, uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's it's building relationships through that. So now that we have that structure in place, building relationships in the hedge fund, our main target is to be able to build wealth for our clients and eventually down the line, having other funds that diversify into different sectors, partnering with maybe a few of our clients on things that they're good at. So it's building a whole network of, of investments and solutions the right way, which is really going to take us a lot farther. Uh, and of course, right, we're, we're trying to put our hands into a little bit of everything. Right now, we're focused on algorithmic trading uh, in the Forex markets, and then eventually we want to maybe get into real estate. Uh, there's also other businesses I'm sure you haven't heard of that we want to get into as well in the next maybe two years. But that's the f- step one, right? You, you got to first have 
the processes in place that are going to bring in a lot more attention for an investor simply because you're way ahead of the game on something you don't need now. But because of that, your credibility shoots up immediately. I love very much the fact that you value partnering, strategic partnerships with individuals and institutions yeah. who are mm-hmm. already are having the recognition factor, right? That gives even more substance and it builds the trust with audiences, with consumers, right? It's not just some young guy building a hedge fund on its own. Like, look what happened, the scandals that are in the press right now, right? With crypto and so on. And there's no responsibility and accountability because the teams, the young teams handle everything on their own. So bringing Mm. that substantial, I would say, collaborations into the mix that only can increase your value, and also the respect and obviously reputation that you are building into the field. So that's another quality that you have. You do understand the power or or the art of building relationships. And in order for this to happen, again, when you reach out to these institutions, I always share with whether they are my clients or prospects, be mindful when you reach out to something or someone to Mm. ask to work with them. How do you position yourself? How does your website look like? How is your LinkedIn? How is your social media? These people are checking all those. You know, right? It's huge. I mean, obviously, when when someone invests in you, someone who is high caliber or uh, let's say whether it's a company or a personal brand, Mm. an entrepreneur, they are really validating you. They don't just Mm. randomly toss money. Well, sometimes it happens. (laughs) Even with a scandal with Theranos. On the good days. On the good days, (laughs) right? Sometimes we are being charmed by people, right? Look what happens yeah. with Theranos and so on. Yes, sometimes yeah, some people get away crazy. with it. But now more than ever, because of what happened on a, you know, in, in this spectrum, I believe that people will be very mindful mm-hmm. and doing their research before teaming up with young entrepreneurs or, or so on. So your network is your net worth, right? Yes. That's 100%. another element that, that defines your brand. So I would love to know, let's say in the next five years, what would you like to be known for if we fast forward, right, uh, um, the process? What would you want audiences on social media to think of you, your communities? I want to be known as a guy that you could still reach out to no matter how big I get. That's, that's my number one. I mean, the, the being, staying genuine, right, keeping my, my ego in check and, and making sure that I'm still providing value because – when it comes to building an audience, it doesn't necessarily, nowadays, it doesn't necessarily have to be towards one niche. Um, when I started branding myself at first, I, I started becoming more of the entrepreneur than the marketer. I always made sure of that because if you get into a different space, you know, you build that network, which is your net worth. And you said that perfectly because it is so true, especially in the space I'm in. Um, you can take that network towards any endeavor that you go to, right? You're not only known as the marketing guy or the real estate guy. No, you're known as the the entrepreneur. That's why I want to be known as the entrepreneur, the investor, and the person that anybody could reach out to. And I can manually respond or somebody on my team responds to them to help out on whatever question they have. And I want to have a book. (laughs) I want a book. You want to have a book. So I published a book in 2016 titled Sergio, The Quest to the American Dream. Talking about... And people ask me, they assume because English is my fourth language, they thought it's a grammar mistake. They say it should have been the quest for the American dream. And I say the reason I title it to the American dream is because when I moved to the States Mm -hmm. uh, 20 years ago, 
the American dream was something I aspired towards. I feel that because of what happens on a national scale, on a global scale, the American dream is not as easily attainable these days. So I'm aspiring to that. I would love to hear your thoughts. How do you think that us as entrepreneurs, whether young or older, can contribute to revitalizing the idea of the American dream for ourselves, for our parents, for the generations Mm -hmm. to come? What do you think we could do to bring our contribution? Because it always starts with one person. Each of us can do better. Share your thoughts, please. So I, I think it's, it's being comfortable with the fact that capitalism works, okay? Uh, that's, that's the American dream, knowing that there's a market and it pays you according to the value that you provide to the marketplace, right? If you're able to solve difficult problems, you'll get paid more than the person that solves less difficult problems. It's that simple. Understanding that concept, no matter where you're coming from, if you're always aware and always being aware that there's something that might have a discrepancy or an issue or an error, and you're able to figure that out and sell it, that's where you're going to be able to contribute to this country, right? I mean, the American dream is alive and well. The only reason why it's become more difficult is because there's more accessible resources for you to be able to bring that value to the marketplace, social media, Google, YouTube. There's a lot of education out there. You just got to be a little more rigorous with the type of solutions that you're trying to provide for people. And maybe you'll be paid a little more. That's that's the the, the best way that I could put it for for anyone. Yeah, I feel like you are tapping very much into um, self awareness, right? Because yeah. everything yeah. you've been discussing today, I paid close attention. And you talk about keeping your ego in check and being mm-hmm. aware of your limitations as part of a power couple and of your strengths. So everything with you is about reinforcing the idea that being self aware can take you places. Yeah. How do you feel that we could inspire through this interview today, the young generation, people in their, let's say, 20s, 30s, to really factor in and do a very accurate self-assessment and hold themselves accountable? I think it's very easy for us to put ourselves on a pedestal and say, oh, I'm this and that. What do you think it takes to hold yourself accountable? What is it a system in place, a method or a few ideas that you want to share? So I do meditate a lot. Um, I think meditation and mindfulness, there's many resources out there that can help with that is huge, right? I mean, being self-aware gives you better opportunities and being egotistical and putting yourself on a pedestal. It is good to have yourself at a a perceived high value, but if that's what's holding up yourself, anything can knock you down. Right. If, if something knocks you down because life is life, you know, business could be low, business could be high. The moment you, you get off your own pedestal because something might be difficult, you're going to completely tear down. So it's it's implementing those 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 processes like meditation, mindfulness or something called inner engineer with Sadhguru. I love Sadhguru. Uh, I also have um, Joe Dispenza. He's great. Uh, the, and I've been meditating for years. And that's really what's put me in check. That and a mix of your couple. Okay, you, you gotta tell you gotta tell your your girlfriend or boyfriend, hey, keep me in check, because I really want to make sure that I'm being my best self. Because if you're not, you might miss a lot of opportunities out there. And it's knowing that if you're in a in a bad place mentally, and you're in a place where you're being blocked off by your own self, you're not going to see all the opportunities that could come up, and that's a big issue. 
having someone to keep us in check. They say that you are as successful as successful as the people you spend most of your time with, about five oh, yeah. people in your power circle. So I want to reiterate that in the beginning of this podcast, I literally was caught in traffic. I made it five minutes to the podcast, <laughs> right? So I was already stressed out. And as soon as I got on a call with you and with Chris, you just help balance me. And why is this important? Normally, maybe I, I want to be authentic about it. Why it's important to work with exquisite individuals. None of us have perfect lives. There are moments in life when everything around us is collapsing and maybe there are technical issues. But having a, a strong team around you or people who are self-aware, who are kind, who have empathy, who have the intelligence and the ability to support you when mm. you have maybe not, you're not at your best emotionally. This is what success looks like. It's a teamwork. Mm. Nobody exactly. can make it on their own. Now, considering how balanced you are, and obviously we discussed, yes, it's the girlfriend, is the family that raised you a certain way, is meditating. Um, it's also being self-aware and investing time in yourself to become mm. consistently the best version of yourself the question is we live in a controversial world Sergio yeah. Yeah. I am very outspoken one of the reasons I started this podcast the brand architect I want to encourage people to talk about everything their hearts desire every person that inspires them it's no secret to me Andrew Tate is a great influence I would love to know if in all the entire spectrum of social media is there a person that quite it's quite controversial but you look up to and you feel comfortable to talk about uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what he's doing with Twitter and, and, and exposing everything that has been hidden from the public is so important, right? It only took one person, one very wealthy person. He wouldn't have been able to do it without $44 billion, but you know, that's the person I really look up to. Yeah. I absolutely adore Elon Musk and people say, oh, very successful people don't care about their brand. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I adore him I, as a human being, as an entrepreneur, as a game changer. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when he came I, in New York City, I just moved recently from New York City. We had the Met Gala every year. And I remember a few years because I was living across the street from the Met Museum. He came and he was wearing his Tom Ford suits. Okay. Impeccable. I mean, what's the best at the Tom Ford suit, right? Of course. He looked so dashing and impressing. And I think people think he doesn't think about his brand. Of course he does. He did not come Absolutely. to the Met Gala with ripped jeans like some people do or with, it's nothing wrong with ripped jeans, but there's a moment for everything. Mm -hmm. I think he's so clever with understanding oh, yeah. his ability to be controversial. And he actually gets people not only engaged to invest in Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. And it, as it was the case for him to be able to acquire it. But the fact that people keep talking gives him even more power. Now, he very, he's very focused on creating a meaningful direction with his work. Obviously, he wants Correct. to change our lives, right? So there is a positive direction. But there are moments when he's intentionally creating that negative controversy because he understands the power of manipulating weak people. Mm -hmm. Right. Strong people understand Absolutely. his vision. Weak people are just very keen to, um, I would say, uh, criticize him. Mm -hmm. What do you think from the perspective of a young entrepreneur, the way media is cornering Elon Musk 24 seven? What do we get out of this? Because at the end of the day, he's going to be become even more <laughs> beloved because people like you and I, we want right. to support him even more. Where do you think? Do you think this is going to end? Do you think he needs to continue to prove himself? Or do you feel that at some point people will just let go? And he's like, you know what? He is one of the most 
powerful people on the planet. He's been doing well. We need to stop. What mm. is your view? I know it's hard to predict, but I'm curious. So I, I, you know why I like Elon Musk so much? Because he, he's so intentional with everything he does. Like you mentioned, you know, that you know when he's being intentional towards a controversial side and also intentional towards a more genuine side to provide help for people. Um, but I think where he's, where the, the biggest impact for him, right, which was your question, yeah, what, what's basically the, the impact, um, I think what he's doing and, and the reason why he's getting attacked so much is because he's doing something right, right? He's providing truth. That's all he's doing. There's nothing else. The way, the, the thing is, the way people perceive and respond to that is their own perception. He is simply going on Twitter, posting truthful things exposing a lot of people that you and I both know about and people want to take that however they, they would like, you know, it's, it's, it's not up to Elon to, to, to control people on how they react, but what he's doing, I think is super important on Twitter, you know, and the fact that he answers people on Twitter, I've seen it. I, I, I got on Twitter because yes. of Elon and people talk and, and they say something towards that topic, whatever it is that he tweeted. And he goes, and responds to that one individual. And I love that. He's accessible, right? He is one of the wealthiest people in the world, but and he has multiple businesses, and I'm sure he's a very busy guy, but he's still accessible, whether it's him or a team member, but at least he has a team member that's that's there to respond to people. That's super important. That's yeah. very important accessibility and also listening, right? Sitting in your fancy office, which actually he doesn't have a fancy office because he doesn't care. I, I just saw it. I saw his couch <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. But sitting in that your would fancy, be him. <laughs> that would be him, right? Yeah. I think, uh, Sergio, sitting in your fancy office and giving directions and thinking you ruled the world, that's mm -hmm. not the world we live in. You really need to go where your people are. This is what Gary V does, right? A lot of people. You see Ray Dalio doing interviews mm -hmm. with PDD, right? Yeah. So he goes yeah. into different markets that are not necessarily his to understand who the potential consumers are, who the audiences are. Only by being directly involved, we can mm -hmm. create impact. You see people like Donatella Versace, for instance, she loves to get involved, right? Just sitting and, and, and pretending you have a team handling everything for you that's still going to give you the power, but you are not going to understand your audiences and consumers Correct. as you would if you interact directly with them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Gary Vee is talking about this a lot. I love him as well. I met him a couple of times in New York. I adore him too. So Sergio, I wanted to share this with you and with our audiences. I was born in a communist country at the time, Romania. Okay. A communist Romania meant that we were not allowed to travel. We had no freedom of speech. Mm. Uh, every month we will get a piece of paper and we would wait online for 12 eggs and two pounds of sugar and flour. Those are things that are unthinkable for, yeah. uh, for my American friends, right? So for me, freedom of speech means much more than just having a mic and speaking. For me, freedom of speech meaning changing people's lives. Mm -hmm. It means speaking on topics that maybe others are scared to highlight. I would love to know from your perspective, being in the social, on social media platforms as well, what do you think that freedom of speech means to you and how do you aim to utilize it moving forward 2023 and, and so on? So freedom of speech is it's what's, what's going to take everybody forward, right? Because censorship and everything that was happening going back to Twitter, like for example, all the bans of political accounts and, and different accounts that may speak truth and may speak a lot of controversy. Censoring those people, it, it, it really pulls back 
the country and it really pulls back the society because there might be information that that person is, is bringing out and it'll help society as a whole come up, right? I mean, the, the, the good information will always prevail. And if you're always pushing that good information down because you know it's truthful and it, it affects your current endeavor or whatever it is, a bad endeavor if it is, um, it's, it's going to hold everyone back. So my definition of, of, of freedom of speech is being able to, to listen to other people and being able to take in that information and, and push each other uh, up, right? I mean, for example, Elon Musk, he unbanned Donald Trump because of freedom of speech. He might not be Republican, he might be Democrat, whatever it is, but he, he did it because of the fact that it was wrong, right? And whoever's listening, you might be Democrat, you might be Republican. I think it's right that he unbanned a lot of different accounts simply because that's, that's what Twitter is. It's for you to uh, spread your thoughts, right? Uh, now, the way that people take it is up to them. Okay, you can't really control how people react to things. <laughs> it's, it's our responsibility to filter information, right? And not just by go accountability, responsibility, independent of what social media or media platforms are, are sharing with us. We have to right. filter everything through our own perception and mm -hmm. do research. A lot of times yeah. people talk. Balenciaga scandal, right? And oh, yeah. this, this is another topic for another time, but I did work in high-end fashion for 10 years. And I brought up some valid points when, when people left and right attack, they don't even know fashion world. Mm. In, uh, for instance, in 2018, Dolce & Gabbana faced a, a very similar type of scandal. So when you know all these facts, it's easier to give a perspective. I don't right. feel comfortable with all kinds of social media influencers and podcasters getting out there and bashing left and right. But, but you have to understand there are so many elements that you are not aware of. So before you get in front of the mic, people, mm -hmm. whether it's just the real, just do your research, humble yourself, ask people who work in the industry, and then get out there and, and just trash people left and right. Uh, Sergio, before we let you go, I have to share with you that I planned on this being maybe like a 30 minutes interview. I would say if I could brand you self-aware, intelligent, value-oriented, serial entrepreneur, part of our power couple, truly determined to make an impact and understanding the responsibility and accountability we have as human beings and entrepreneurs. You truly impressed me. And again, I Thank would love so this, right, to be an inspiration for every entrepreneur, especially the one young entrepreneurs who live in Miami. Not everybody posts 24-7 pictures on well, fancy cars and private jets. They are actually young entrepreneurs out there like Sergio who want to make an impact, who read books by Ray Dalio, who are inspired by true core value entrepreneurs. So I would love this to be an inspiration. And sometimes when people feel like the world is collapsing, look up to young generation and to people like Sergio and understand that the world is not collapsing. There's hope out there. There are valuable individuals who want to consistently better themselves and change the world and contribute to the world. Sergio, before we let you go, share with us a few tips for every so human being that lives in Miami, especially, what can we do not to kind of fall into this trap of feeling like we are not enough if we cannot showcase luxurious lifestyles for various reasons? I just think, <clears throat> number one, it's not a, it's not a race. It's a marathon. Uh, don't ever, and, and again, like I mentioned in the beginning, I tend to fall into this too. We're all human. But don't compare yourself to other entrepreneurs. Everybody's on their own path. You need to be okay with, 
one foot in front of each other, in front of the other one at, at one time, right? You're not going to be taking strides from the get-go. You got to take one step at a time. And the very last thing is always seek to understand before seeking to be understood. Uh, it's going to make your life a lot easier. It's going to make it a lot better. It's going to teach you how to shut up and listen. Okay. If you're the one that's talking all the time, <laughs> you're never going to learn something new. So always seek to understand before being, uh, before trying to be understood about a topic or a subject. That's my seek, biggest thing. Seek to understand, do your research, mm -hmm. check your ego, as you said it a few check times, your ego. right? And surround yourself with a power circle with people exactly. who are smarter, more capable people who love and respect you, people whom you love and respect. Sergio, mm -hmm. it's been a pleasure. We both live in Brickle, so I'm looking forward to reconnect with you and let's see what amazing things we can do in the space of hedge fund management, branding, marketing, and why not power circle and inspiring others to believe in love in an era where I believe love is being taken for granted a lot. It's been a pleasure, Sergio, and I wish you a beautiful evening. Likewise, Phoebe. Thank you so much.